do your thing. Are you ready for the intro? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think of a song. Okay, go, go, go. You go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode three of Back to Square One. I'm Derek. And I'm Carmen. And uh, we're so glad you're here. Back to Square One. <laughs> We'll get better at this. <laughs> I thought you were gonna sing a we, song. Again. We need a jingle. I thought you were gonna do. I thought you were gonna do an audio cue like last time. <laughs> it can't keep. It can't always be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brand new week. No, it's been two weeks actually, right? We were sick. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. We were sick. Yeah, we, uh, we both had the cold or yes. the flu or something. Yes. Yeah, oh. which is weird. I don't know how we got it definitely from the the sushi event yeah because we both got sick afterwards yeah same time yeah what are we talking about today i believe what we have on the docket of uh <laughs> <Docketed>. <laughs> on the docket is um i think what we a large part of our conversations usually um whether it's just me and you are within our group of friends is is dating mm-hmm. yep you know and i feel like we kind of touched on that a bit uh on episodes one and two in terms of um the history between us mm-hmm. um but we didn't really quite talk about you know outwardly i guess mm-hmm. what we look for in other people um and things of that nature yeah you know that's always uh, always a fun topic between us I feel like it's a it's been it's a lifetime ago since I was. I was about to ask. Now that you're married for like what two years now? Yeah. What do you miss about dating? <sighs> I definitely Is there do. Anything? Yeah, I know for sure. Like the, you know, when you're when you're just starting to get to know someone, and there's still so much like to Excitement. learn. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think after you've been, I mean, I've been with my current husband for <laughs> current. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my current <laughs> my husband of the times um i've been with my him latest. Yeah, my latest. um i mean i've known him forever since high school yeah right like since even before i knew you so then how so then when you guys were dating was it even exciting because you guys knew each other already or was it just more comfort i think for so my husband's name is eden for Eden and I, definitely, it was a very different experience than all my other previous relationships. How so? Because it was like, we have been fr- we were friends first, and we knew each other for like 20 years, and then all of a sudden we had to like... Navigate different... Yeah, and it was definitely dynamics. really awkward at first, and I'm going to definitely talk about that later, but... Yeah, so, wait, no, no, no let's stay on this. <laughs> Damn, okay, Yeah, sure. no, because I think it's a... Uh... I think a lot of people do go through this. I think I think when you get to a certain age, we're 32 right now, mm-hmm. it's either I'm going to date some... Like, it's either I'm going to find someone or date a friend. Sometimes it feels like that. I don't know if you've heard girls say that before. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I think your your circle gets so much smaller as we get older, mm-hmm. actually. You know, once you start working, you're really just hanging out with coworkers, and your friends are your friends. Like the people you know are the people you know. You're not really meeting new people anymore. You're not going to like, 
you're not going out as much to meet new people. It wasn't like university where you go to house parties and meet, you know, new people all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with Eden and I, it was very like, it was definitely really hard to navigate switching from being really platonic. Like just, all- just normal friends? Oh yeah, because even with, with Eden and I, like, there was never even like, it was like so friend zoned. Mm-hmm. And Eden is the type of person like not to put him on blast or anything, but Eden is the type of person who's like very much in the background in a friend's group. Mm -hmm. So he's very quiet. He doesn't really say much. And he kind of just like, like wasn't in my radar. And like, for me, I'm more of like the outgoing person in the group. I like want all the attention, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, so the attraction definitely was not there. Like, I've known him for like, I knew him for over 10 years before we started dating. And then it wasn't until we started carpooling together for work and I got to hang out with him one-on-one. That was when I was like, oh, there's something there that like I never really saw before in Eden. And what was that? Um, He's very, he actually does like to talk and he's very like he knows a lot and he he's there was just like that attractiveness about him that I never saw because he doesn't bring that out of him until he's kind of in a one-on-one setting you know um and when we got closer like I mean when we were carpooling we realized oh we have a lot of like similarities um he's very like thoughtful you tell him one thing he'll remember it um just like little things like that and what really really intrigued me as well was he was well I guess the first Chinese guy that I've ever been with <laughs> like real relationship okay but um before we get there right? <laughs> how was it in the very early days of hey we both feel this thing right and we're obviously trying to be more than friends. Like, like, how was the first date, for instance? Like, how is that? Does he... Because he's probably picked you up. He's picked you up a, th- up a thousand times before because we used to go clubbing, we used to go drinking. So how, what's, you know, what does that feel like now you're walking out under your driveway, but now, oh, I'm walking to your car as a date versus a friend. How does that feel? Oh, God. It's... Like, were you terrified? Were you nervous? Or was it just like, oh, like, this is very... Familiar. Yeah, very familiar. Yeah, I think right away it was just like we, it was like very comfortable. Like I didn't have to, I was just like myself. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I didn't, I wasn't nervous about like putting on like this different persona. I didn't have to like, you know, be a different person to get this person to like me. Because right. you already knew they liked you. Yeah. So definitely, I mean, I, I will say one of the things that, when you start dating someone that you've known for many years, you definitely have to make more of an effort to try to, I think, create that romantic Attention, atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. You you do have to like make an effort to do it versus it happening naturally, I think. Right, right. That makes sense. Yeah. So instead of like, hey, I'm going to pick you up, you know, we have to like literally say like, we're going on a date. Right. Yeah, because otherwise, if we're just going to dinner, we're going to dinner. It's just two friends hanging out. It's just two friends hanging out, yeah. But, I mean, 
it felt like so long ago, but definitely I remember the first time like we had we were definitely okay. The first time we were, we were like physical or like anything kind of came out, we were definitely drunk. Right, because you kind of need that. You need lube, that push. Yeah, that social lubricant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> would never say that again. Social, that's what it is. Social lubricant. <laughs> that is the worst word ever. <laughs> social lubricant. Yo, alcohol is a social lubricant. Ew. What do you want me to say, my guy? But yeah, it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's a social and physical oh. lubricant. But yeah, I think um, when I when Eden and I started dating, like I was around that age where it was like <laughs> you guys are the same age. <laughs> I know. You make it sound like no, but I mean, like so when when I started dating him, I was already at that age where I was like looking for more like seriousness, like long-term yeah. potential yeah like more like husband material oh, qualities now, now you're blasting all your exes <laughs> <laughs> um you know like i think long term like the things that you do look for in a boyfriend may not necessarily matter and the things you want in a husband long term like as i grow older i realize like the everyday simple stuff is life. Like when you're young, you you really expect the guy you're with to do these like grand yeah, gestures. Extravagant events. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, you forgot our month anniversary. Like that stuff. I was very much like that with my previous relationships. And Eden is just like complete opposite. Like he's not like very romantic. He doesn't do like the crazy stuff, but it's the everyday little things that he does that's so consistent and like this might sound really lame but we have this little whiteboard by our door and every single morning he draws me like a little picture and writes me a note like i have an album of it every morning every single so 365 morning. of them a year yes every Jesus single Christ. morning wow. and it's like he does it because he leaves for work earlier so when I wake up and I leave, I'll Wait, see the message. Is he a really good uh, artist? Oh my god, no! Like, oh, it's like stick figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like okay. very, I thought it was like a. No, 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 no. It's very basic. It'll be like, yeah, no, right, right. yeah. It'll be like a camel, and it'll be like Happy Hump Day or something. Right, yeah, it's just very simple stuff, but it's like without fail every single day. And do you write anything back, or do you just? <laughs> I used to. Oh my gosh, this girl. <laughs> I used to, but yeah, like. Yeah, it's just um, around the time when Eden and I started dating. Like he just checked off a lot of the things on my list of like what I was looking for in a husband. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, being Chinese, that was really important to me. <laughs> um, being handy, mm -hmm. you know, knowing things that I don't know. Just to, uh, like... What was the reason for these things? Was it to balance you out? Was it because, you know what I mean? Like, usually you either look for someone to compliment you. Yeah. Or be on the exact, like the exact, exact same as you. Yeah, I think it's because in your previous relationship, in my previous relationships, I realized that dating someone who's like too similar to you wasn't good for me. Um, like in a sense where... I think one of the main things, like I'm very hot headed and my second relationship, 
the guy was also very hot-headed. So I knew like, okay, whoever I end up with, they have to be very calm, right. very chill. You know, it's just like your previous relationships kind of like give you a list of... So, yeah, paints you a picture. Yeah, like a criteria. You know what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's not a long list. It's got to be Chinese, got to be handy. <laughs> no, no, there, there's a list. Um, what you got to keep it cool. He has to be... He definitely has to handle my crazy because I, I think... I definitely have a crazy side and uh, he's able to just kind of like understand it and be calm about it. But yet he's not a pushover. Mm-hmm. Like he will tell me to like shut the fuck up. Right. But he knows when to do it. So it's not like, like I respect him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Time and place. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say like our marriage is without its problems. Um, I think, especially during the pandemic, like a lot of the problems that we had, you know, came out. Um, And, you know, obviously we we took the last two years like really trying to figure out, you know, if our marriage was going to work. And I think that was one of the tough things, too, because when we. um, Wasn't that a scary thing, though? the pandemic like figuring like no like just like what is the scariest thing of that is it the fact that we might not work like your relationship Mm -hmm. is it having to tell your parents and tell the world is it is it how you see yourself and now you're questioning yourself like oh man how was i like wrong about this how you know i thought that you know i mean like what is the scariest thing about um finding out your marriage isn't working i think it's a combination of all of the above but for me i think the hardest part was you think that once you get married that you have it all figured out like for me that was end game like you i've reached the finish line yeah like you start questioning like why isn't this the right person? Like, why did I even get married in the first place? You know? And you feel like maybe you made a poor decision and now you're ruining somebody else's life. Especially in our case, because Eden is, if anybody knows Eden, he's the most amazing person. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I brought you on this journey that just shouldn't have been brought, you've been brought on. Yeah. Right. And I think... You know, Eden was never in a rush to get married. You know, I was the one that really put a timeline. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. And so, like, when I started, like... So, I guess, where did your urgency come from? I mean, it's definitely... You know, I think the female biological clock timeline definitely played a part in it. Um, but I also felt like... I mean, we were dating for, like, three years, four years. And you were... 28, 29? When you started? 27? I was 29 when we got engaged and then 30 when we got married. Yeah. So it just felt like, you know, it was time. And I always felt like whoever I was dating, like if I don't see... Next is next. Yeah, next is next. If I don't see a future, if we're not going to really go anywhere, then why are we even dating? Like the next step was 
was marriage. How did this feel like for him? Because I know this is his probably first serious relationship. Yeah. Were you not concerned about this, the, the speed that this train was moving at for him? Or was he like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm on board. I'm in love. I think this is a great decision. Let's do it. Like, where was his standing? I mean, I def- we definitely talked more like I asked him what his timeline was. And he was like, I want to be married and have kids by 35. Okay. So I was like, okay, that's realistic. That matches me my, my timeline. But I kind of made it more clear to him like, hey, but if you want that to happen, has to happen or bitter. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. then when are you going to propose? And then that's when it clicked to him. Um, yeah, I don't think he was scared about it, but he definitely wasn't as he he needed my push right, to right, be right, like, right. hey, you know, um, and I think it certainly helps that everyone around us was also getting engaged around the same time. So it just felt like, yeah, this is what we do right now. Yeah everyone that we hang out with they were all getting engaged um which is something i i'm 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 happy for everyone that gets engaged at this time but it also feels like so in trend yeah it feels like we're just following this program and this schedule and i'm not even special or unique and it's just this is what we do and like am i even my own person yeah you know and it's just i hate that stuff I hate that grinds my gears. Yeah, no, for sure. It was, um, looking back, I definitely feel like there was that pressure. Right. Yeah. And like, I think hindsight is always twenty twenty, but like, you know, I think everything happens for a reason. You know, we obviously got married because, you know, yeah. we love each other. And I don't think we just ever stopped to think about like whether... Like, we never stopped to think about the actual problems in our relationship until the pandemic hit. So, like I mentioned earlier, Eden and I were very different. You know, I'm very talkative. I always want to talk. I'm like, talk to me. Talk to me about my problems. Talk to me about your problems. Like, I'm really, like, pulling teeth to get things out of him. Meanwhile, he doesn't like to talk very much. He's a man of few words. He's he keeps a lot to himself he doesn't have a group of like a a, you know like a he doesn't have a best friend to talk to um so whenever we have any issues it's really just very one-sided it's like me saying Mm -hmm. like how do you feel like it's very very one-sided conversation and so especially during the pandemic when there's like no one else to hang out with no one else no distractions and it's just me and him it was very like you know, not to mention with the pandemic, I think I definitely started feeling more like anxiety or like just more depressed in general. And, wh- and why? What was the cause of your depression? I think I felt trapped. Like I have to be at home all day. I am just really like, were you just bored or? I think I just felt so trapped in this life that I didn't think was what I really wanted. Hmm. Um, like when it came down to it, it still felt more like, like you were more in in love with the idea of moving out to the suburbs. And yeah. It was like, I have this beautiful house, like I'm freshly married, quarantining with like my husband, you know, yeah, it and it should be, yeah, it should be so fun. Like we have all this time together. I was 
unemployed for four months so I have all the time in the world and I just felt trapped like I felt like this wasn't like the life that I like it was like I had everything that and everybody looking in would think that oh she's so lucky she's so happy but like Mm. for some reason I was like I just wasn't happy and like it was hard to you know put my finger on it um and and how like does this um sadness or whatever whatever you want to call it right does this sadness like seep in during moments or is it like just as there as soon as you wake up in the morning kind of thing if you know what i'm saying yeah i think definitely like there are moments there are moments like i find that you know before i was very distracted like when you're in a pandemic and there's nothing to do nowhere to go like you're literally just like there with your thoughts yeah that's when you start thinking like oh what if i had done this like maybe my life would have been different Mm -hmm. and that was around the time too when i was questioning like my career choice you know whether you know going into dentistry was the right thing for me and then on top of that like with marrying and moving to the suburbs and like everything just happened at once so and then on top of that it wasn't like eden and i had very good communication so i was suffering a lot from the anxiety of like my career path and i wasn't able to talk to like the person that i Mm -hmm. that i'm with like my life partner So it's just a lot. Like it was definitely tough times. Um, But yeah, we we decided to, you know, go to therapy and just kind of seek professional help. I mean, I think what. Sorry. What was that like initial? Like, was there any um, resistance to going to therapy? Did it feel like this is a last resort only kind of thing or was this like almost like an immediate thing like hey let's try this you know what was that conversation like um definitely eden was more hesitant than i was it was definitely mostly my idea and it actually started off as me going on my own first mm-hmm. um and then i realized that like i told him i think to make it work like we both need to go and he was definitely very supportive of it um because as much as eden isn't great at communicating or this and that like there's one thing that he does and it's he'll do anything to make this relationship work mm-hmm. and so as uncomfortable as it was for him to talk to a stranger about what's happening he was willing to do that and I applaud him for it because when we did go to therapy and we did sessions on our own, we did couple ses- sessions together, there were some like very uncomfortable moments. Really? Yeah. Like our therapist, shout out to Pam. She is literally. Like she just made you put it out there? Yeah. And she'll call you out on your shit. Right. You know, like she'll ask you a question and you'll answer and she'll be like, that's great, but that's not what I asked. Or like she's. Right. Yeah. And like. She was amazing. She was kind of like, she spoke to you like your mom, kind of, but like a cool mom who's relatable. Is Um, she older? Yeah, she's older. Yeah, she's older. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, and the other thing that I applaud Eden for is 
I told him, like, I'm not the type of person to hold these things in. Like, I want to talk to my friends about going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eden is a very private person. Like, for him, there was a stigma of, like, oh, if we're going to therapy, like, you don't want people to know. Yeah. 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 But he understood how important it was for me to have a support system. Mm-hmm. So he was very open with, you know, me talking to, you know, you or Duncan and them about about us going to therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just honestly, it felt like so long ago, but it was only like a year ago. A year ago. I know mm-hmm. it felt so long ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just... It was just everything at once and that's why I really do I'm like a true believer for therapy because not only was it like honestly what really helped wasn't even like the couple sessions it was more like the individual sessions because we each did individual sessions with her and then like we'll take what we learned individually back to the table and to be honest you don't realize like most of the things that you think are the problems or the negativity in your relationships with other people is actually because of yourself or your like as in like uh, what's an example what do you mean by that like you know instead of maybe blaming you know your significant other that they don't communicate enough you know maybe you should look within and say what is it about needing that communication that like what is it that's within yourself that you need so much you know of the other person to make Mm. you feel happy or make you feel full Mm. like I was almost like blaming my dissatisfaction Mm -hmm. with the life that I built on your partner on Eden yeah yeah like if it wasn't for like marrying Eden I probably wouldn't be in the suburbs you know um or you know, we don't communicate enough and this is why I'm unhappy. But that's not why, you know, and just dealing with your own issues like helped us be more happy in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, like there's a lot of stuff that I learned in therapy that I truly believe and Eden would probably say the same. I truly believe helped us better like who we are now and um yeah i feel bad for people going through things that maybe don't have the means to seek help right because as much as like for example these sessions are great (laughs) yo this is my therapy (laughs) yeah like as much as it's great to talk to someone it's like i'm not a professional like i can only be there to really like listen to you but at the end of the day I don't know what it is like about some like a stranger telling you things you're just like wow I never thought of it that way do you think they're more observant or is it more I I'll heed your advice because you're unbiased that and probably they just know the right questions to ask to like really Mm. get you thinking I mean most of the time it wasn't even her saying like you're this this and this or you need to do this this and this it's just a different set of questions I guess it's always like prompts to get you to be like, oh my god, oh my god, there should be a card game. Sorry, I just I just thought of that <laughs> when, you said, when you said the word business prompts. idea. Yeah. 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 Prompts. Back to square one card game. 
Yeah, I mean, man. Okay, this episode was not yeah, supposed. Yeah, got deep quick. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone listening I'm scared when our, we add our, the music it's gonna be so emotional <laughs> I know our agenda was to start with um, <laughs> we were supposed to talk shit about our exes that was what this episode was supposed to be about <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be why uh, why having a Chinese partner is so important <laughs> yeah and but we got uh, into some real shit because that's what we do over here <laughs> <laughs> yeah um. no but that's um I think you guys are obviously better for it. Oh, yeah. So it's almost one of those things like, obviously, you hate that it happened, but you almost like, hey, we're, we're better for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And <sighs> I mean, I think it's definitely still obviously a working progress. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say. As it will be for the rest of your life. Yes. Especially when kids come into the picture, especially when this happens and that happens. Yeah. And I think that was the illusion that I had. I thought like, oh my gosh, like picture perfect life. You know, there were these things like after university, I'm going to go into mm-hmm. get into dentistry. And then after dentistry, I'm going to get the perfect job. And then buy this car, buy this house, get married, have kids. And like I was checking off all these boxes. Yeah. Right. Like on time. And it was all of a sudden like pandemic. And that's when you're like holy shit you're like i'm supposed to be really happy right now but why what's like why am i still mm-hmm. feeling this way you so, know? So, so let me ask you do you because you obviously still plan for your future do you still feel like there's a timeline now for like whatever it is that you have planned in your life yeah like the next step would be probably to have kids mm-hmm. and um and do you feel like now, like you've thought about this this decision more and it's more like I truly want it versus a timeline thing? Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like having kids was never like, like a doubt in my mind that I ever like didn't like having kids was like a hundred percent thing that I wanted to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I was doing it with the right person. A Chinese person that's handy and can handle your crazy. <laughs> um, and what I realized was like, as Eden and my relationship got better, like the having kids thing gave me less anxiety. Because of how, like what good partner he is for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. What's crazy is that like. That's That's probably really hot though for a girl, no? For her, him or for. For a girl to know that. The person I'm with is going to be such an amazing father. Oh, my God. That's, isn't that 100%. Hot? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like... <laughs> I w- and what's crazy is um, I realized, like, the... Okay, this was something I learned in therapy. So, I realized what was giving me so much anxiety during the pandemic was I knew the next step with Eden was to have kids. And I knew it had to be soon because realistically like for girls there is some biological timeline i'm not mm-hmm. saying soon as in it has to happen like yeah, yeah. this year or whatever yeah. but i knew that was the next step after marriage but because we were having problems i was like oh my god like now what oh you know like you felt like two things were in jeopardy yeah oh my gosh like are we gonna get a divorce and this is gonna fuck up everything yeah else? like now am i going to oh man have to like meet someone new start fresh but does that mean i won't be able to have kids 
or I never thought of that before. And then I was like, oh my God, if we have kids though, now I'm stuck. I can't, I'm never going to mm. divorce someone. Even if like, we don't work this out. I, I, I'm not going to have yeah, kids, yeah, bring yeah, kids yeah. into this life and leave them. Yeah. Everything just got way more complicated. Way yeah. More, like intense. And it felt like I didn't have time. It was like, I didn't have time to figure it out. Right. We need to figure it out now because we need to eventually have kids because otherwise there's no way I'm going to be able to accomplish this in my life. And um, oh, man. it's going to get deep. So I don't know if I told you this before, um, but in one of the sessions of therapy, my therapist is actually like, I don't know, very like hippity dippity. But anyway, she she hypnotized me for one of the sessions. Mm hmm. And uh, she hypnotized me and she basically brought me through my life. So from... Wait, okay, how does she hypnotize? She, you literally like sit in a dark room. She has this like... Metronome? Yeah, like... Or like some music playing in the background. Okay. You're bas she just basically gets you to this point where you're like... You feel like you're going to fall asleep. And all you hear is her like... Her voice. Chanting these like phrases. It'll be like, you are a box now. Or like imagine yourself in this room like she just like says these things these phrases to get you like really tired basically and how long does it go on for like 10 minutes five minutes oh, oh my god it was like probably 20 minutes at least and then you get into that zone yes sorry the whole thing is a zone but oh, like okay. the whole thing is like maybe 20 minutes but like to get you in that zone it's maybe like three minutes okay once you get into that like really drowsy point she'll say like okay now you are like an egg like you're in your mother's womb like she brings you back all the way from when you're like that little and then like through your life and I remembered at like nine years old um she was like oh think of like anything that like may have hurt you or like things like that right and um my dad he is what we call a Tai Hongyan which is an astronaut He's not actually an astronaut, but Chinese people, um, Chinese dads, a lot of the time they like work out of uh, the country. So they'll work back home. They'll be in Hong Kong. So half the family, like dad will be in Hong Kong and mom and the kids immigrated here and dad's never really around. Dad flies back and forth. So that's why they call him an astronaut. He's a Thai Hongyan. And that was my dad. A mm -hmm. lot of our friends actually have dads like that. Right. So my dad was never really around and my mom at my mom always just had me and my sister but at nine years old she would tell me things like your dad's cheating on me and was this like serious or was it like one of those like it was one of those like immigrant you know, i think he is so i'm just talking shit about him or did she like no no i think she's just like talking shit because i mean to this day there's no proof that he ever cheated on her right right um but thinking back i'm just like as a nine-year-old, like, I, if I was having marital problems, I would never, like, confide in my nine-year-old daughter. My sister was, like, yeah, my sister was, like, three. But but you know what that means is they had no one else to talk to. Yeah, she I, had Where no I have one. to tell my child this because I just need to get it. I just need to say these words. Yeah, she had no one. She would say things like... So sad. And then she would say things like, if it wasn't for you and your sister, I would have left your dad. Oh, your dad is never here it's only me here he's probably cheating on me but i have to stay here because of you guys 
like she almost blamed the fact that like her like dad and her were not together or she didn't have she felt trapped in this marriage because she had kids with him and so like that once, kind of always yeah yeah so once i kind of came out of this like hypnosis that's when like i told her i remembered that and like i think that definitely played a huge part in me like thinking oh my gosh once we have kids i'm mm -hmm. gonna feel so trapped i can't leave da 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 and it like further exacerbated the the situation the anxiety yeah so going back to that i really truly think like man like be careful how you raise your children like i don't want it's not i'm not blaming my parents for anything i'm just saying that like every little thing i know every little thing and i'm even with like the best intentions i'm I sure because the thing is it can go the opposite way too where you're too good of a parent I did too much for you. Yeah. I gave you too much freedom. I listened to you too much. And then now they're, you know what I mean? That's my fear with kids. Like, I, I, it's too much. Speak of the devil. My mom's know. calling. <laughs> I'm kidding. What, what's she calling? It's like, hey, mom, we're talking about you. <laughs> no, like, yeah, it's. So, so then how does that. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. It's. Yeah, it's, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to, like, fault my parents or anything. This isn't, like, Yeah, it's just being, your being, being aware of how you were constructed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I am the way I am because of certain things. Um, and, you know, I agree with what you said. Like, that's how sad it is. Like, our parents immigrating here, they had nobody. And, like... Mm -hmm the only people they could confide in was us. And so at the time, it made sense for us to say these things to us. And actually after that, I told my sister, I was like, do you remember mom saying that? She was like, yeah. She, like, she remembered it too, yeah. you know? Um, Have you talked to your mom about this? Did you consult her at all during this whole time? No. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh my God, yeah, I did, I did, I did. So I told my mom... I was like, what if, what if Eden and I got a divorce? You know, I told her that we don't really communicate very well. Um, I told her, what if we got a divorce? Like, just kind of like to throw it out there and see how she felt. And she was like, she was very like on Eden's side. In terms of what? Like, she was very like, what do you mean? Like, Eden is so amazing. Like not even like asking me why i felt this way really or like why are you unhappy or what happened it was not like that it was very like are you crazy like eden is so amazing you know don't do that to people you know you just need oh she actually like she's like you need don't to do that to people and she's like you need to grow up like um do you think do you think she was saying these things because she never got the opportunity to divorce um like do you understand what i'm saying mm -hmm. right because it, it feels almost illogical for a woman a woman who who vented to her child that hey i'm having problems in my marriage and it's because of you guys and i feel trapped and all these things yet when the child grows up and says hey i'm having problems in my marriage she says no you stick in it you don't do that to people yeah 
I think for her, she didn't see it the same way because like my dad was physically not around. So that was a very big reason to divorce someone. Right. So she was like, you don't know how well you have it. Yes. Yeah. Like, right. that makes sense too. you know, and of course it was around the time that like, you know, I was, she knew I was like going out a lot and, you know, she's just like, you just need to learn to settle down. Like you need to grow up, you know and realize that yeah you have it really good stuff like that um but yeah it was it's just like goes back to i don't really think asian parents you know really like to talk about feelings or get too deep into it like she didn't seem like she was very concerned about why we were having problems or like why do you feel this way it wasn't like that you know um yeah asian parents are definitely more of like fact yeah like he's such yeah he's so great on paper blah 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 and yeah it um yeah (sighs) this got so heavy i know did you didn't talk to his parents at all no my god no 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 no. i always asked him i was like are you gonna talk to your mom are you gonna tell her and he's like no did Eden have an astronaut dad too yes and how do you think that affected him? Did, did you guys talked about that or have you guys talked about it? Yeah, like I think you know in 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 therapy like we definitely talked a lot about how he his dad was never around. So he didn't he didn't have a male figure in his life. And uh because his mom was so dependent on him, he's very much a people pleaser. So he tries to he thinks that his mom's if his mom was ever unhappy, it was always because of him. Mm. And so, um, same thing with me. Like, when I was unhappy, he kept blaming himself. Mm. You know? But I really wonder, during this whole ordeal, how he must have, like, what his internal dialogue was. Because it must have been so... If you had kids, he would have talked to the kids. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Because he has nobody. Yeah, exactly. And I think that must have been so many emotions that he was going through. Like, just confusion and fear and... I think it's too... It's very hard for men to talk about marital problems. Like, for men... At least for him, I feel like it was kind of like an acceptance of some sort of weakness. Like, oh, my marriage isn't going well. Like, you don't really hear men, I think, talking about their marriage, you know, having issues. I think you, I mean, I haven't heard, you know, our friends haven't been to me at least. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but when, even when we are in relationships, when we talk about it, we only talk about it for a little bit. Oh, mm-hmm. she's doing this, kind of pissing me off. Oh, I don't know if it's working out. Mm-hmm. But men are very quick to come to facts. Like when we talk, we ask a lot of questions versus just being an ear and listening versus I think girls are more like that. Mm-hmm. Right. They just want to understand what what are you feeling at this moment you know what i mean mm-hmm. um 
So even if we do, we only talk about it for a little bit. So I definitely do think you need a girl to talk to about these things. Yeah. No, for sure. Right? Yeah. You know, it's just uh, guy best friends and girl best friends are just separate domains. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's true. I think what made it hard was around the time when we were having issues. Like that was when all my friends were announcing that they were having kids. And so it was like, oh, my God, I don't want to, like, drag them down with my news. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, when... I want to ruin your party. Yeah, like, they're, you know, announcing happy news to me and things like that. Like, I... Yeah, I didn't want to, like... And they were busy, and I didn't want to call them and, you know, vent. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it was... Uh, so, what, I guess... Now that you've been through it, right? Yeah. If there's anyone listening to this who's either in a relationship or in a marriage and if it's not going too well, what what do you like recommend as like uh, you know, what, what would be the advice you would give? I would think I would say definitely never think that your marriage is end game. Like getting married is end game. Marriage is literally a working progress and it's a choice that you have to make every single day. You know those corny speeches that people make at weddings when they're like Yeah, they literally you, say that. Yeah, you need it's it's saying I do every single day, waking up and choosing each other every single day. And it literally is because you never stop working at it. And like naturally we are not meant to be in right constitutional Mm -hmm. marriages you need to make that effort every single day um and i think my misconception was thinking once i'm married i'll be happy there's if there are problems you know i think nowadays too it's very easy for people to just say like oh it's okay well we'll just get a divorce yeah because there's options out there or yeah but you know, like definitely go to therapy. Highly recommend it individually as couples. Um, and just have a really good support system outside of your significant other. And don't let each other be your only source of happiness. Mm. You know, don't rely your happiness on your significant other. If you think that getting married is going to bring you your sole happiness, like that's not the case you need to still keep working at finding happy or achieving you know happiness outside of just your marriage and the life that you built mm-hmm. um yeah i mean that would be my advice is just never be fooled by the fact that like that's it that's that's the end game yeah this definitely took a a turn a different turn for this episode (laughs) oh man this was like very heavy for me and like just so you know it's definitely not like i'm pretty much an open book to a lot of my friends but it's like to put it out there on the internet yeah it's definitely not easy and i'm sure you know like i'm just hoping that yeah i will i'm sure a lot of other relationships you know, had, Mm -hmm. had problems during the pandemic. 
and uh, hopefully you know someone hears about my experience and like you know is you know doesn't feel alone <laughs> yeah no i think this was a a really great episode of back to square one thank you for sharing and uh thank you guys for listening and we'll check you guys next week peace thanks for having me <laughs> <laughs> bye